Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, welcome back to the show. I'm really anticipating tomorrow afternoon we get one of the biggest sporting events of the year. Talked about it on Sports Talk yesterday. It's the Women's World Cup, and you might roll your eyes. Women's World Cup, what are you talking about? No, this really is going to be one of the most watched sporting events of the year. It's the USA against France at 2 p.m. Going to be a big crowd at Finn McCool's. I'll be out there. I'm going to get there way early so I can actually get a spot. I cannot wait. Hope you're out there with me. We'll talk more about this in hour number three. But, yeah, it's, it's just going to be massive. It's the number one team of the world, the United States, against the host nation, and the number four team in the world, and a team that a lot of analysts say – Maybe the favorites now, since they are the home team, have that advantage and also the way they're playing over there. So can't wait for tomorrow and, uh, you know, one of those patriotic sports days that we can all kind of get behind. That's tomorrow at 2. Now on Sunday, that's when the NBA's free agency period opens. You see lots of shifts and moves across the NBA. These teams in the NBA have over $470 million to spend this year. That's over double the amount that they had last season. Uh, combined to spend, the salary cap went up from 101 to 109, so that helped a little bit. But, yeah, just a, a slew of teams opening up big-time space and max contract levels, including the Pelicans who have one, and now the Los Angeles Lakers after trading away those three players to the Washington Wizards earlier today. We'll bring on in Jake Madison, friend of the program, to talk about it. Uh, Jake's a host of the Locked on Pelicans podcast that you can find on well, your favorite podcasting app and also LockedOnPelicans.com. That's every day. It's really must-listen stuff for any Pelicans fans. And you want to also follow Jake on Twitter, at Nola Jake. Jake, what's going on, buddy? I understand that you're out of town, too. Everybody's out of town right now. He was traveling for work, still doing podcasts out of my hotel room, keeping up with everything because it is just nonstop news these days leading up to free agency. Yeah, it really is. What do you make of what happened today? I've seen some fans complain, oh, why would you help out the Los Angeles Lakers with this? But um, it was something, Jake. The Lakers were going to do this regardless with somebody, right? So I guess the Pelicans got a little benefit out of it. Yeah, you know, there were multiple ways they could go about to free up the $32 million in cap space that they now have. And if you're the Pelicans, you may as well get involved and get something back in return. And they're getting $1.1 million in return, which is nothing to, you know, sniff at along with AD waving his trade kicker, which saves him another $4 million. So it's a net gain almost of 5.1. And if you're New Orleans, that's great. You know, that pays for your practice facility renovations that are going on right now. So overall, if they were going to be able to do this, like you said, you may as well get something back for it. And when you look at the picks that the Pelicans are getting back from the Los Angeles Lakers, they're so far out that one season of them having some more cap space isn't necessarily going to impact anything. And there's arguments to be said that, the Lakers should try and round their roster out with more depth rather than chasing another star. So maybe in some weird way, this could end up hurting Los Angeles more so than helping them. Yeah, we won't talk a lot of Lakers here, Jake, but I am curious. Do, do you actually think they can put a, a deep enough, competent enough group around A.D., Kuzma, and, and uh, LeBron James with those $32 million and, and nobody else on the roster right now? So you're saying if they say, like, sign another max guy, you know. Uh, I guess – 
Right, regardless of how they do it, I guess, Jake. You know, I don't know if that's multiple players, if that's one guy and a bunch of minimum guys. I don't know. But regardless of how they do it, you think it's, it's possible? Yeah, I think so. You know, say they even sent a guy for $32 million right now. You've got that max guy, let's say Kemba Walker, just to make it a hypothetical, along with AD, LeBron, and Kyle Kuzma. You know, that's a pretty solid core right there. You're going to get a lot of ring-chasing veterans that will sign there for the minimum. There's multiple exceptions they can use to sign guys above just the veterans' minimum. But think about it in a season from now when all of a sudden they get access to maybe like the mid-level exception, have $8 million to spend on one guy. You know, long-term, you're able to kind of put a, think a, a consistent winner. And the West is going to be a little bit more open than any other year we've had in a very long time. So even if you don't have the best roster that you could have, it might be good enough next year. So back to the Pelicans, they declined to pick up a couple options, one for Chick Diallo, who has kind of been a fan favorite here but never really developed, and also Stanley Johnson they declined to pick up his option yesterday, Jake. Uh, any uh, surprises with those? you think there's any chance that those guys will be back for less money than what those options would have been? Yeah, no no big surprises. I definitely think Stanley Johnson's going to be gone. He just doesn't have enough of an offensive game. I wonder if he'll be in the NBA next year even. Uh, though he is a tenacious defender, tries really hard, is very fun to talk to. Chuck Diallo is maybe a minor surprise, but not really. This is a guy they've had now for a number of years who just hasn't developed into being that consistent backup big that you would like. He is the fan favorite. He's fun to watch. He does the Wakanda forever out there. He's very jumpy, springy, athletic, but can't be you know a well-rounded NBA player just yet in his career. His per 36-minute numbers look really good. This is a guy who can probably go and give you 15 and 10, but the problem is the defense, and that just has not developed. He also just has a fouling problem, which stops him from being on the court. And at this point, you may as well get someone who can contribute a little bit more than he can. But if free agency doesn't go his way or doesn't go the Pelicans' way, maybe he does come back on a minimum deal, given that they do have some familiarity with him. It made sense to decline the option. It's going to get him off the books, give the Pelicans more salary cap room. And I think that's kind of what they're looking for right now. It's Jake Madison of the Locked on Pelicans podcast, talking Pelicans with us here on The Last Lap. As you've analyzed this roster on your podcast, Jake, it's very deep. We've talked about that on our show before, but the, the biggest area or areas that you think they need to target come Sunday? There's two, really. I think first and foremost, you need to get a stretch big, a center or a power forward that shoots threes, that lets you get out there and space the court for Zion Williamson. It might not even need to be a guy who starts for you or closes games, but someone that lets you go out and try lineups with a court spacer next to Zion Williamson in the front court is going to be really important. Guys like Brooke Lopez jumped to mind, maybe bringing back Nikola Mirotic, Dwayne Dedman's a big that could do that. It sounds like they're not really in the running for Al Horford, so I think you can safely say that's not going to happen. But there's a number of guys out there that can really fulfill that role, maybe Maxi Kleber out of um, Dallas as well. The other position they need to try and bring in is some more wing depth. Right now, they really only have Brandon Ingram on the roster. You have each one more who's played that small forward position a little bit. Josh Hart maybe in a pinch can play there, but you need someone with more size to guard the LeBron Jameses of the world and other type of players. We also have a lot of questions about how Ingram's going to develop and if he's going to be a solid player at that spot for New Orleans. So adding some wing depth is definitely going to be an important thing. Look for him to maybe kind of kick the tires on some of those veteran guys that David Griffin's looking to bring in that add a lot to the culture too. Maybe a guy like Trevor Ariza or a guy like Jared Dudley, 
both those guys fit the bill. Should come pretty cheaply, too, which really fits what New Orleans is looking for. Oh, Ariza would really be interesting on this roster, Jake. Uh, the NBA free agency a little bit like NFL free agency where you have the waves. You're going to have the stars go in wave one, and a lot of teams are going to max out their space or spend most of their space on these star guys. Do you think the Pelicans will wait it out? Do you think they'll get involved because they do have the money to offer a max guy, a max contract to somebody? And look, remember, they're already 10, 11 deep, so maybe they only need you know that one star wing like you were saying. Yeah, I think they're going to be aggressive pretty early on. Just from hearing David Griffin talk, this is a guy who has a lot of vision and knows what he wants to do. And it doesn't strike me as, okay, let's wait and see how things play out and maybe pick up the pieces when they're left over. This is a guy who gets, wants to get right into the mix, start to make some changes and chase after the guys that he feels really strongly about. I think that's what you're going to see. I don't know if they have meetings lined up necessarily on the moment free agency starts, but they're going to meet with a number of guys. They've been linked to a number of players throughout this tent, uh, kind of dead period right now. So I expect to see them get pretty busy, but look for them to maybe try and snap up a bargain or two later down the line in free agency. You mentioned the amount of cap space that's out there right now, and it's significant, but about 40% of the NBA are free agents right now, meaning some guys are going to be left on the dance floor without a partner, and you can maybe come in, sign them a little bit cheaper than you would have been otherwise. So there are going to be bargains to be had later on. I think that's maybe where David Griffin is going to get those, quote, culture-bearing veterans, end quote, that he's looking to bring in. So go after that big-name guy that is a difference maker for you immediately and then get the culture guys later on when they haven't signed with other teams. Okay, one guy who I've seen his name thrown around quite a bit the last 24 hours, and I know these are these are cycles, and this comes and goes, it seems like, every day, and then we're like, no, that's not happening 24 hours later. But uh, Tobias Harris, who was the forward for Philadelphia this last year, I've seen a couple of reports say Pelicans might be interested in him specifically. Thoughts, Jake? Yeah, I talked about him on today's edition of Locked on Pelicans, and I'm a big fan. It's going to take max money to bring him in, but this is a guy who played with three other stars in Philadelphia and still managed to average 18-something points, pretty close to 10 rebounds per game, and shoots very well from the three-point line. So he can space the court for Zion Williamson, and he doesn't have as high of a usage rate as some of the other guys out there in free agency, and he's learned how to excel a little bit in those kind of spots where maybe he's the third or fourth option. And maybe it's a lot to pay for your third or fourth option to give him a $32 million a year contract. It'd be somewhere like $42, $43 million in the final year of that deal. But he is a guy who can absolutely be a difference maker. And the second you put him on this Pelicans team is going to probably lead them to a playoff spot next year when you combine him, Drew Holiday, Zion Williamson, and the rest of the roster. It's a lot of mouths to feed, but this is a guy who's kind of been through that, which gives me a lot of confidence that he'll be able to kind of make that work here in New Orleans. And a guy who's going to have a lot of, for lack of a better term, resale value later down the line if it doesn't really work out you'll be able to trade him and get a nice return on him because he's that good of a player he's also young just 26 years old i think there's a lot to like about him out there the thing is he's been linked to about half of the teams in the league right now so you've got to wonder if this is his agent trying to drum up some leverage so i don't know how realistic it is to bring him in here but definitely an intriguing guy and i would love to see him in a pelicans uniform next year Okay, finally, Jake Madison, any names that you haven't mentioned? Maybe some surprise, maybe guys, like you said, are are still dangling out there after all this money rush happens the first week or so that you'd like to see in the Pelicans uniform. 
Yeah, I'm going to give you a name that's not officially a free agent just yet, and that's Derek Favors on the Utah Jazz. He's owed $16.9 million next year, but it's an unguaranteed contract right now, meaning the Jazz could cut him, and he becomes an unrestricted free agent, and he can go out and you can sign him. Or maybe Utah looks to trade him, knowing they can get some return on him versus just cutting him outright. Maybe a second-round pick or two. It wouldn't take a whole lot. And I think that's a guy that doesn't space the court. He's, you know, a power forward center that gives you a lot of defense, tenacious rebounder, and just would add an absolute ton to the locker room, teaching some of the young guys on this roster. I think he'd be a good fit from that perspective. Does not space the court, but it would be a one-year deal you're looking at, meaning he could just expire and you've traded a second-round pick or two for him. No big deal. I think that's a move that makes a lot of sense for the Pelicans, but it hinges on the Utah Jazz deciding they want to part ways with him, something they're thinking about but not certain about just yet. Well, we're just a couple of days away from actually seeing what happens. Jake Madison, host of the Locked on Pelicans podcast. You can find that, again, every single day, your favorite podcasting app and LockedOnPelicans.com. Give Jake a follow on Twitter, at Nola Jake. Jake, always appreciate it, bud. Of course. Thanks for having me on, Seth. All right. We're going to take your calls. Coming back next, you, the audience, get on the horn, 504-260-1870. That's area code 504-260-1870. Who do you want to see in a Pelicans uniform? Who should they go after? Big name, maybe secondary name, guy who's off the radar. You can also text us at 870-870. I'm Seth Dunlap in the last lap, just about halfway through here on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.